0: And when they're distributed, you can start making money from your podcast right away, no minimum listen- listenership, start getting that Anchor money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm right now to get started. Now, the Schooner Pod. Fourth and seventh. Hopkins will throw it. It's up in the air. And that'll do it. Intercepted by Parnell Motley. Oklahoma survives Hello and welcome to the week five edition of the scooter pod. We are excited to talk about no
1: no I was just saying yeah I'm not excited to talk about this. I'm yeah
0: no honestly guys really, this our, our energy is real low for this one. Um in case you uh haven't seen a uh, very rough game against Army. As in one of the roughest I've ever seen on open field. Yeah, you
1: wouldn't think it was gonna be like a carbon copy of that twenty ten Air Force game, but <laughs> what do you know? We kinda laughed it off whenever we compared last time we had the triple option come in, you know, we were playing Air Force in twenty ten and we almost lost. <laughs> what do you know, it came in again.
0: Yeah, I, I I was in. I think we were, there was just a little bit in the back of our head that kind of thought that Mike Stoops and OU's defense would, would do something like this. But well, yeah, we all said
1: that Army would cover it, and because we knew that I was going to be close, and part of that was because yeah. we were recorder. We thought it might be raining, and then the rain cleared up, and I go, I don't know about this. But the more and more he thought about it, it's like the whole not having a scout team quarterback to prepare for that triple option. That's not gonna give you a lot of eyes in the in the pre. And then I started thinking maybe oh we overlooked and we were preparing for the next week. But what do you know? We're playing
0: Baylor this week, so I don't think we did that. Yeah, unless they're just looking ahead to Texas like two weeks in advance, which please no. Hopefully no No. That yeah. that's not it. But, but with my whole
1: thing is like a lot of people are really everyone was ready to overreact last week. And I thought that was absurd. And everyone's ready to overreact even more this week. I think that's fair. Yeah, I don't think it's warranted. I'm not telling you to overreact. I think it's fair. Um, I I think like your first strike last week was being that was our first road game. That was 7 of 11 for guys that were out there. That was our first road game starting. That's understandable. This is second strike. We went against a hard-to-prep triple option. There's an excuse there. But we still got two Ws, so we're not in panic mode. But now going into Big 12 play if we pull out one of these duds on defense it i think that there is there is a warrant to you can panic
0: about our defense yeah of course and um i think my big thing about our, this army game i didn't i thought our running defense had improved and if you look at more of a, a more traditional running game we've done pretty well against traditional backs in a traditional system but that triple option it clearly just threw a pretty big re- wrench in our offense or defense well, and our offense because they couldn't get on the damn field, but it, it was it was very clear that that system was something that they didn't really have a counter for. But so you, you unless Kansas is going to go out there and start practicing it, and we'll we'll <laughs> have them come out. I, I I don't really know if this is a game where we'll really see that same issue happen. Yeah, see that was the joke. Every Big Twelve team that
1: was watching this was saying, "Oh God, we got to learn the triple option like pronto." Yeah, and I mean. Crazy to think, but yeah, Kansas probably has a wee bit better recruits than Army.
0: So <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, and I think that's where a lot of the panic comes from. Is it's it's Army. And I know they had a good year last year, but you're just used to uh, every time I think of Army, I just think of them losing on Heisman Trophy Day to uh, Navy every year. Yeah, but they they won it last year. They so. did. So I, this,
1: they they are showing that they're a new age team, but it really is concerning that they had played a duke team a duke team that is now ranked by the way yes a team that beat Baylor well and, deserved ranking and duke handled army comfortably and it was like 30 to 6 as a beat down yeah, and we and we couldn't so that is concerning but what you were saying earlier about yeah it did impact our offense the time of possession 4, four 44 minutes and 41 seconds for army Fifteen minutes and nineteen seconds for OU. We didn't even score in the second half. We had three drives. Yeah, we had an interception. We
0: got a goal line stop, and we had a missed field goal. Yeah, it was it was it was just a weird game. Uh, you, I I say that you'll never see. You probably won't see it in offense like that or again this season. You're probably never going to see a time of possession split like that ever again. No way. That and, is
1: wild. And we're always gonna like. There's gonna be a lot of times where we don't win the time of possession battle because we are a very big play offense. We're gonna get yeah. those. And and sometimes we will completely get tranced on the uh, on the time of possession. And we'll win by like thirty. Yeah, but uh, that this was definitely a different story. But one thing that I was really
0: disappointed about is I can't tell you anything good about Beamer Ball this week. No, nope. there, there is no Beamer Ball. There, the Beamer Ball update getting canceled this week is really sad. Um, almost as sad as uh, the fourth quarter when uh, some of our students were yelling, let them score, because they thought that was apparently the way to do it because they wanted the offense to come back.
1: This It made no sense. There is that moment whenever they're driving there on the 40-yard line. Jeez. I was, I was, my heart have already sunk, and I was already thinking scenarios for the rest of the year. Because we can't stop this team. They're going to run out the clock, and as long as they just make a puny little
0: field goal, it's game over. Well, I, I apparently was, that's not a given oh. if you just run out the clock for a field goal. At least oh. not with us. Yeah, true. That's the biggest thing I had to take away. The second Cybert missed that field goal, I was like... Oh, no, Jameson called the curse of the honeycut here. I know, and I'm really
1: upset about that. He just won Big 12 um, Special Teams Player of the Week the week before. He's been doing well and everything. And, I mean, yeah, he had his one missed field goal before last
0: game. But, I mean. That was just like a long yeah. I mean, long shot against FAU. That was different. But this is like, this is some stuff that could break a kicker. Yeah, and it's a huge confidence
1: issue with him. Yeah, I was hoping that that would be another Beamer ball moment because we didn't have any for the rest of the game. But I—he's I, a senior. He's—he's he's mature. Um, I think that he can bounce back from it. I—I I don't think we need to just completely hop on and dog him quite yet. Yeah, no. I think there's plenty of more time for him to screw up. Um, and it's really easy to with kickers. It's really easy to dog on them when they do something bad, but no one really gives them much credit whenever they do well.
0: Yeah, and I think the reason why I think kickers are a head case is because every time you would have to intent, uh, attempt a high-pressure field goal in NCAA football. They just had one clip of Kirk Herbstreet saying, kickers are a head case. Yeah, I know, Rob. Right? <laughs> they play that over it, and over. It went on for like eight years. So I, I think I think Kirk Herbstreet has just burned in my head that I think kickers are crazy. And it but. doesn't help that they see in the news that <laughs> Minnesota Vikings cut their kicker just from a bad
1: game. He was a rookie. And uh, Cleveland Browns kicker deserved it. He's been doing bad for a while,
0: but uh, yeah, yeah, they, they got to be a little skittish in the back of their head.
1: With college, you've got you're not going to get benched like that. No in the pros, like it is, does, kind of get in your head because you start to think about, oh yeah, I really am in a kind of like hit or miss business. Uh, but with the Beamer ball thing, I was hoping maybe if we can't kick it, maybe we'd have some return game that'd do well. My boy, Trey Brown, was out. He was in concussion protocol. That was sad. And what I don't get is why did we put Buki back there to return it? We had Marcellus Sutton was also out. So that's her number two. So we're yeah. on our number three. But, like, Jalen Robinson's really fast. He's a true freshman we could have put back there. Buki is...
0: That's he, risky.
1: See, Buki... Well, Buki's also a true freshman as yeah. well. Yeah. But the thing is, with Buki, I his athleticism has never been something that has just jumped off the page to you he's just a solid all around player but then has a very high iq yeah it's not like you want the your, you want your speedster back there we want a, a fast guy why don't you decide to put hollywood back there why don't you put jalen robinson back there uh CD Lamb returns the punts. Why can't you put Hollywood in the kick?
0: It it, it was weird. Um, I'm trying to. I, I think he had a good return. I, I might have been just really drunk hey, and excited well, well, to see him out
1: there. It was it was just a
0: it was just a verse army. It's probably well, just got, like a he five yard like the, return. He got to like the 32. Yeah. You know? Well, that makes sense. I pro- I was just freaking out probably then.
1: Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of hype on Buki, and everyone thinks he's some kind of savant in the game of football. But I mean, like, he's not some he, I. He's very good athletically, but he's not some freak. I don't think he's a return
0: man. No. And so far, really all he's done is just do his job and do a weird little crawly thing before yeah. they ride on the field.
1: Yeah. And, and he's, that's he's, it. He's, I think he's top three in missed tackles on our team, too. Really? I think I think him, I think Bolton's number one. I saw this the other day. I'm absolutely sure Bolton's number one. Yeah. He's, he's also in there a little more, yeah. though. I'm sure it might be a little skewed from last week now that uh, with the triple option. This was before Army, so now all those up-front people. But one big point that I saw, so I was thinking about how, yeah, Kenneth Murray, he had his 28 tackles, set the Big 12 t- um, record and everything. And a, a school record yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, and he won... Um, the uh, defensive player of the week for Big 12, but it made me think: Why aren't we getting a lot of defensive line tackles? So I went through and looked at all of our tackles. Twenty percent of our tackles were from D linemen. Jeez, and that's just rough. But then I started to think about it: Our D line's still playing well. We're just not putting enough people out there. Like Kenneth Man had a, like a, in somewhere in the teens of tackles, but you need to put out four and five front sets. Instead of this three-front set, we normally play a three-front set, but Army is a special case. We could have put in Marquise Overton, along with Dylan Kamatu, alongside our three starters, and we would have looked a lot better, and we would have just dared them to throw the ball. Put us in one-on-ones. We don't need safeties. Just put Parnell, put Trey Norwood in there and say, hey, if they go deep, you just gotta cover them. And just, if we get beat by the deep ball, we get beat by the deep ball and we get the ball back quicker.
0: I think that's a very okay thing because it it was an automatic three, four yards every time the fullback ran out the middle. so tired of it. Was it was unstoppable. Do you
1: realize it was like every time it went second and five, third and
0: two? Like, I mean, yeah, exactly. that sequence
1: every the second it was th- time.
0: The second it was third and two, it was over. Third and two. If they don't get it on third, they're get, definitely gonna get it on the fourth. Uh, it, was, it was ridiculous. I mean, so it was like,
1: third, and two, and the guy kept trying to get us all pumped up, and I'm like, I'm tired of see. T- I'm not going to get pumped up for a third and two.
0: Yeah, because you he, would hold the, you know, third down, it's <laughs> yeah. like, I, I know, I don't want to, it sounds like you're taunting me here, buddy. Yeah. I don't want to, I'm not happy about this. Yeah, and I don't even know how many third downs they converted, it was something absurd. Uh, at one point I just gave up with a little three-fingery thing <laughs> yeah. and just
1: stared angrily no, at I, the, dude, I don't even do that stuff. Yeah, I just get frustrated. I'm I'm kind of, I'm not a fan. He kind of just sits there and everyone's going crazy. And I'm silently just sitting there with a blank face, just waiting for something to happen.
0: After we won, everyone was freaking out and jumping around. I was me, no. me and uh, me and my travel buddy Mike Busa were just standing there, like while people jumped on us, like we're David, like uh, Derrick Rose after that game. I know, right? <laughs> that was just like we, we, sure we we didn't become a new uh, Michigan Appalachian State here, like and yay. I see the my my group.
1: They started walking down amidst. Sagar's kick. Oh, And, and no. you know how the, 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 everyone cheered because they thought it went in from the angle? Yeah. And they started going down, and then we missed it. So we went back to our seats. Oh, so then, it was their fault. <laughs> yeah. They jinxed and then, it. And then as soon as we won, they just crashed out. And I was like... I was like, I was like, yeah, we're good, we're good. And I look around, I'm like, oh crap, they're gone. <laughs> oh no. Nah, I mean, I, my group is kind of pissed off. We we're just kind of done. I think we everyone's back.
0: Everyone should be
1: pissed yeah, off. Yeah, I, I don't get what kind of. I mean, it was kind of cool seeing overtime, but it's not cool seeing overtime versus army. No. But, uh,
0: I. I it was. I, it was, it was I really don't want to think about it too much more. We, I kind of am done with the game, honestly. Yeah, like yeah. I, this is a this is a bury the game in the woods type of thing. Yeah. You know, just bury
1: the tape, forget it <laughs> happened. And that's fair. There's a lot of there's a lot of teams that go on to the national championship that have those type of games.
0: Yeah, and yeah. at least we got away with a win this time. Like, and
1: yeah, we're gonna we have the W. I don't think this is anything serious enough to where they look at it, even if we had a one loss and we're yeah. trying to buy for a playoff te- thing, they said, oh, look how bad they did versus Army. There's always going to be, they have a contrary argument to that, saying it's Army, that's a fluke game. Yeah. There, it's not like we have one person's biased um, thought. Against OU in there, there's a bunch of different people. There's a bunch of different counter-arguments. I don't think this game should be used against us. No. And I don't think it will. It's uh, an anomaly. That's what it is. It's just time to move on. It sh- it should be an anomaly, but I think we could see some future of this if we don't make some changes. Our LVP from last week, Khalil Houghton, once again did not play that game. stellar. I am very confused. Like I said earlier, we have a th- very, very uh, deep defense. Why don't we get some rotation uh, Barnes back backups in concussion protocol, so we can't play him. I was thinking maybe we tried Broyles back there instead, because Broyles didn't get mi- that many minutes last week, because he plays more of that nickel. And, I, I, I don't know, but I guess they're still riding with Houghton. I guess they are. I, I don't, I, I don't really get it, but I, I don't really, I don't know, man. A lot of our depth, it's hurting right now, because we're hurt. Yeah. But. Well, no, naturally. I, it's been really kind of fishy with some things. Like, I Barnes has been in concussion protocol for like two and a half weeks. So I don't really I am not trying to read into it too much, but that just kinda sounds like there's something we don't know there. They need to tell it maybe I. hopefully it's not a neck injury to go with it, because concussions usually
0: you're only out for a week. Yeah, and I don't I don't I don't know if he has any prior history of concussions. Usually that can all you back, yeah, but that I is true. it's just it, it's really weird,
1: but We definitely, we definitely need that. We need Trey Brown back. We need Marcellus Sutton back. Yep. We gave, we gave uh, Sermon all the carries. We did not give like really anyone. I don't think anyone else got a carry. No, they didn't. Running back. I think Sermon, Uh,
0: Sermon was the only one. Sermon and Kyler Murray were the only two to record rushing yards. Yeah, Sermon actually looked pretty good.
1: No, he did. Yeah, we're doing really well. Our offense was good. I think we're averaging seven yards per play, and it was just very, very. Confusing when we got stopped on the goal line though, because you thought Sermon would be
0: an automatic the way he was trucking people over. The they line there. they were they were cued in on that though. All I did, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, I I thought I thought with that they probably should have done a little bit more trickeration.
1: But I feel like whenever you do the trickeration, you do the end around, and, and you being careful. One, and then there's one guy who gets the corner. It screws you up. I I feel like versus an inferior. <laughs> Okay, they played up to us, but I mean they're obviously inferior to us. They're inferior you just, athletes. You just, you just want to pound it right down the middle, yeah, them. and, and they,
0: they should, they should be able to.
1: Yeah, and that was that was just that if anything's an anomaly, it's that goal line sequence,
0: and so that really hurt us. It, it was just, just a bunch of weird things for the offense. The Kyler Murray interception, like right off the bat, that I mean that led to the uh, ten minute drive, yeah. And then we get the ball back and we get stopped in the one. And then we uh, just timidly get up to the twenty and miss a field goal. Yeah, and see, that's that's the issues. And
1: see, can you imagine how much different the time of possession would be if Marquise Brown got catches? He had zero catches last week. That was wild. Like, we didn't have any like eighty yard bomb of a pass. We we our touchdowns are right in like twenty within twenty yards. We had that like, Carson Meyer touchdown and then two CUDs.
0: Yeah, and. Then, uh, who am I missing? Uh, oh, well, uh, CD one was in overtime, and then yeah. uh, Kyler Murray had that and one the where just, run. That was he just awesome. sprinted past everyone. Uh, he,
1: he looked that was he, awesome. He made, yeah, he looked very very fast, and, the, and you could tell the safeties and the linebackers had no idea what angle to take on them. He just made them look absolutely stupid. That made that one thing from that game was that that made me feel
0: really really good. Yeah, and it's 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 kind of obvious to say, but. Kyler Murray might be our best running back in a way. I don't think he is, but it, but he it just it, I think it's just an anomaly because it's weird seeing a guy run out of the backfield. But it's 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 just he is so friggin' fast. No,
1: it, it's really it's really fun to see a running quarterback because we really haven't. I, you know, I'm not counting Blake Bell, but we really haven't had this kind of thing because. Dare I say it? Kind of like a rep
0: Bomar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Rhett, yeah. Rep Bomar just kind of run tumble a little bit. Yeah. But it wasn't. We we've always been tortured by these you know Pat Whites and uh, Vince Youngs of the world. And Johnny and Manziel. Johnny Manziel. I I kind of forgot about that game. That's a wolf. That's one of the first things I think of. Yeah. So it's 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 like it's nice. We finally got the karma of having a like a mm. legit running quarterback and like Baker ran, but he was more of just like a scrappy. Just would kind of run just kind of tumble ahead a little bit. But. Yeah, I got a question for you. Yeah, what's up? So, uh, I know this might
1: sound stupid for some of y'all that are listening, but if you start to think about it, it's actually a pretty good question. Would you take last year's team right now or this year's team?
0: That's a tough one. Because you naturally, like, I don't really know if you can turn down a playoff team. However, I think there's a lot of revisionist history about what happened last year with OU. Um, there were some games that just really, really wanted you made you want to pull your hair out. Obviously, Iowa State, Texas was a brutal one. Um, Kansas State was was just that that Kansas State was a disaster. There was a stretch a mid season stretch there where you just was just a really inconsistent team at times. We were extremely inconsistent, and this is a
1: defense that we're we're whining about right now, we had that times twenty last year. Uh, that OSU game was absolutely abysmal on defense. Oh, God, how can I forget? And at least this defense, we have some optimism with it. And I understand last year, after that Ohio State game, there was like, oh, yeah, we might actually have a decent uh, defense. But that was kind of a one-game thing. Like, this was preseason, our defense is going to be better. First two games, our defense is going is doing a lot better. We're at home. We're in our comfort. Yeah. And then we play on the road versus a fluke team. I really want to see Baylor this year, this game, and see how we do. Because I, I kind of weirdly think we set up kind of well versus their offense. Just for, versus your traditional passing quarterback. Uh, they don't really have too much of a run game to be worried about. We can kind of key in on their pass game. Definitely. Um, I think that I think we'll do pretty decent versus them. I don't think it's going to be some kind of blowout. Don't get me wrong there. But, I mean, I really like how we match up versus Baylor. So, I, I think that this pessimism on the defense is going to let up just a little bit. But there's still going to be rumbles. I, I made the mistake today and went on one of the... Comment boards. Oh for, no! And I heard I saw a lot of gooners who were mad. Oh, they're
0: they're, they're furious. There's <laughs>
1: there everyone was absolutely unreal because a lot of them probably paid sixty
0: bucks to watch the thing. Yeah,
1: and I, that and that makes sense. But I I stopped reading after a guy kept calling Baylor B A I L O R. So that was, oh, yeah, I I couldn't do that anymore. That I go okay. This that's total total gooner status right yeah,
0: there. That's pretty rough. But
1: yeah, with with that, I, I mean, I I'm still gonna take this team. It it hurts with not having Rodney Anderson. That's what's the big question. But if you're talking defense, like this defense, we got to realize that there was optimism in preseason camp, and we have the players there. We've had guys that are making plays. Um, I think Kenneth Murray has a chance to be a all-Big 12 first-team guy from what he did in putting 28 tackles. That's going to really, really make the stats pad. Yeah, and that's a pretty that's a, uh, Russell Westbrook-level stat. I know, there. and it's really going to be hard for, even though he had zero tackles in the first game, it's been really hard to not look at that whenever they're picking. Um, and then Parnell Motley, my preseason guy, he has two interceptions so far.
0: Yeah, he looks pretty good. Like I I he was a little iffy against Iowa State, but yeah. I mean the guy has two game ceiling interceptions. That's he comes yeah. up when you need him.
1: So when you're looking at stats, I mean we're there we got some we got some strong points. I would for, agree with that arguments. But other than that, enough about the game. There's two little on miffed and peeved, a couple of things that are grinding my gears. <laughs> miffed got, and peeved, yeah. I love it. Uh Thunder season coming up. Yeah. Uh there's two things. One I like to call the Kong's problem.
0: Kong's oh for all of
1: y'all that are graduates and haven't gone out there. It is the old brothers and it's kind of a chain bar. There's also one in Oklahoma City, but it is really cool and it
0: is really fun in there. Very nice. Very high quality. Doesn't even look like brothers.
1: Yeah, and you go in there and you don't know where you are. you don't know you're in brothers. It's just not the same but the problem with it is nothing to do with it it's the problem is everybody wants to go there, and it's kind of like welcomed all ages so before this, there's kind of like freshmen go to brothers sophomores would go to old well. Not chicks and sticks well, the, but chimneys. Yeah. rest in peace, chimneys. And We're... then and then juniors would go to sevens, and seniors would kind of just wander around. Yeah, just aimlessly. And uh, or logies for seniors a lot, and juniors. Juniors and seniors kind of intermingled.
0: And and then for like a while, I feel like everything died down, and uh-huh. then it was just only logies, and that was bad. Yeah, that was that was a really that was a low moment.
1: Yeah. That was some Paul Thompson no uh, moment esque. Yeah, <laughs> compared to
0: OU football, that was a, that was <laughs> the uh, Logies was the Pacific Life Holiday Bowl <laughs> yeah. of bars uh, for the pa- past year and a half. Yeah, and uh, is this, whenever I'm
1: going after the game, this is my second problem: is the loyal fan problem. The loyal fan who goes to the football games and wants to stay the whole time. If it's a night game, it's at 6 o'clock. Everyone loves 6 o'clocks, but good luck trying to go to the bars afterwards. Because you get there and every single person has left early, and the bars' lines are longer than I've ever seen. And the Kongs problem works hand-in-hand with that, because I always try to go to Kongs after the game, and the line was longer than what I saw at Brothers whenever I went freshman year. Like It was unreal. Like You would wait in Brothers' lines for 30, 45 minutes when you are young, because screw it, that was the only thing you could do. Yep. But with this, it's just like you show up, and the loyal fan who stayed the whole game... You're, there's no chance you're getting in. You can just say screw it. I'm going home, and you don't do anything for us tonight.
0: Yeah, you just get you just get screwed. And I, I feel like I feel like I've had this problem because I'll i with the six o'clock games because I'll get there. I'm tired. I haven't eaten anything since like the early tailgate, and I'm all dehydrated. I look at these lines. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just get some Jimmy John's here, get my my Slim Five, and take a nap. Yeah, it's it's just watch not some Pack Twelve.
1: And see that's why see with two thirty games. For Baylor next week? Yeah. It's nice because it makes it where you have a whole day, and that's like your thing to do. Yeah, See, I don't like Texas. See, Texas released, and they had an 11 a.m. kickoff. I prefer 11 a.m. to 2.30 for Texas. Agreed. Because you want to go out that night, and you have to go back to your hotel and get ready, and mm-hmm. it's nice to have a good dinner and everything. Yeah. But whenever you're in Norman, game day is a holiday where you do nothing but football, and you have plenty of time to not wake up too early before and tailgate before the 2.30 game. Yeah. And you get to watch the 11 a.m. kickoff yeah. and everything. And then you go to the game, you go after, you get out at like 5.30 or 6. You have plenty of time to go grab some food, go sit on the
0: cl- couch,
1: watch your 7 o'clock games, and head out
0: to the bars at 10. Exactly. You can recover. I'm a big 2.30 guy. I we yeah. agree on this because it, it, it's, it follows the perfect progression of how college football Saturday is supposed to go. Just right out of you took the words right out of my mouth there. Really, it's perfect. Eleven's way too early unless it's Texas. So um, the thing is with yeah, Texas, the, like, yeah. Trying to get out of the OU Texas game at like six, getting yeah. out on Dart it's impossible,
1: absolutely miserable. That line is just ridiculous. And what I usually like to do is I like I I go early enough to go get my corn dog and beer at the Texas State Fair, but and I go to like the beer garden. But then I try after the game I want to go have like a little bit of a. Fair experience. Yeah. I don't go to the Oklahoma really state no, fair. I, yeah. Because no, it's garbage. it's kind of fun to people watch, but it's just right from what everyone told me just a bunch of salesmen just in your business and uh, really overpriced. And, and I, if I'm going to state fairs are expensive, if I'm going to spend my money. I'll do it on the Texas one. Exactly. So it's going to be a lot better. So I'll go around after the game. There's not as many people that are trying to get out the dart, and I can let it kind of simmer. And I can go get my cool fried food and then I can get back in enough time to go to dinner that night last year was different I tried to do that same thing but I didn't, went back didn't have enough time for dinner and it made going out that
0: night extremely difficult yeah it's rough and um, I gotta say though it's crazy to think this after oh you text this week it's next week I, I cannot believe oh my that. gosh we got I'm excited for that we got a lot got a lot to talk about with that one that week. We have a lot planned for you guys, so get excited, get hyped. I know I am. Um, uh, I gotta say, though, about, gotta bring it back to Kong's real quick. I, do not Midtown, my Norman. I'm saying this right now, it's been a problem. In my, in, in my, in my college town, there is a problem. And that problem is turning every bar into some upscale BS. <laughs> now, I, I do agree with that. I like, look, don't get me wrong. I like good bars, but when every other bar has to be a nice patio thing where I have to pay $10 for a hibiscus vodka Sprite, that's where you're stepping way too far here. And see, that's what the good thing right
1: now is, yeah, Kong's came in and does have that kind of change of pace, but as long as you just have it as one bar like that— it's all right. But a lot of people are trying to go to Volare and everything. And the no, Porch. And and the Porch, okay. The Porch, they're all, yes, I understand there is a movement towards that. But there's still some diversity of bar. You still got your Logies if you want to go yeah. in there and get your cheaper beer. And, I mean, Sevens is a little bit expensive, but it's not too bad. Yeah, as, it's not and, awful. And it's kind of the middle ground in between your Midtown bar and your, and your kind of get-together college bar. Yeah, and... But, but it is true that you're especially Volare being new, porch being new, Kong's being new. it is kind of turning midtown. I didn't really even think about that, and that's what's kind of culture these days, and that's a bunch of crap, and I'm kinda of glad I am out of that bar
0: scene now yeah i i I don't blame you it's it's weird and i i I'm gonna sound like a old fart here, but you know with, with my with my travels, one of my favorite things about uh called these college bars. Is they feel like authentic? They don't feel like some might find in a city or anything. Like, I like Manhattan has a cool bar district because it it just feels authentic. It's not crappy either. Uh They have absurdly good drink specials, and it it just it it feels better. Like like a nice nice town, even Stillwater. Yeah, but. they
1: at least they need to get some kind of drink special thing going on because. And it's going to kind of just take away not a lot of people are going to want to go out because it's so
0: costly. Yeah, it's, it's like a – yeah. But it, it opened my eyes. In, in Manhattan, they have a bar that has uh, – this is probably dangerous. They have 75-cent well night on Thursday. Oh, my god.
1: See, like, you don't get that down. I mean, see, Sevens has that dollar beer. Yeah. You know, but until, I mean, like, 10,
0: but until, until you can't drag yeah. anyone
1: out to go. Yeah. And so I'm – like – that's decent enough, but then you just gotta sit there for the rest, and you can get a bucket of it, you know, and then you can just live on the bucket for the rest of tonight. But it is very hard to get people to go out that early.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I love the deli, I, but I also don't like cancer, so yeah, you sure. know, I, it's 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 just a it's a tough place for the bars. At least it's not just Logies anymore, so it's better. But I don't know. I We're, think I think maybe deep down, subconsciously, it's
1: us. Even though we really like Kongs. It's we have this special place in our heart for brothers, and we have so many memories that we've made there. Yeah, they have destroyed
0: the burial ground. What was brothers? I will say, what a, yeah, exactly. It feels like you're on a like Native American burial mm-hmm. ground, but it's like I, I I will say I think that I think this podcast at some at this point is to become old men yelling at cloud. Um, but uh, I gotta say the happiest moment I had at Kongs was walking back in, realizing half the people were gone because of the police came in and cut everyone's fake ID in half. Yeah. I was just like our <laughs> old grumpy people. Man. I was just like, yep, I get to go up to the bar and get my five dollar uh
1: jack and coat. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's I mean that's good, but we've really been going in on this. We, let's, we, let's get we, on to. We've Baylor. been talking We're about like, pars a lot. It, it, yeah. that's that's how rough army was. So yeah, on to Baylor. But my favorite thing about Baylor is Dusty Dvorak's calling the game. Ah,
0: uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. Dusty's been having a huge come up in the, uh, in the uh, sports broadcasting game. He he's moved up from those just Thursday night games uh, that you the random ACC ones to now calling like big ABC like like. Not prime AB, time, it's it's but ABC 2:30. Like, that,
1: that's, that's prime. A, that's very, very like I think that's very valuable. Second, that if Kirk Herbstreit's calling the seven o'clock, you yeah, know, that's a rising ring. star. And then Dusty's 2:30. So what else? What more could you ask for? They see a lot of ESPN somehow says that the eleven o'clock game is more valuable for viewership. But in all honesty, like 230, I I think is more valuable for watching.
0: So. Well, the issue with 230 is like CBS yes. has the big SEC game. And they're like, well, we could just put it at 11 and they'll beat what like like the classic Beth Moen's Purdue Northwestern game. But that's just saying that.
1: I mean, the SEC people are going to watch the SEC game and the Big 12 people are going to watch the Big 12 game.
0: Yeah, I know. I get that. I get that. But it's just. It's, it's probably just like, oh, we'll bring in the casuals, because they know what an o, like, OU looks like. Yeah. Anyways, I'm really excited about that. I'm pumped. Even though I'll probably be at the game, like, that'll be awesome. We get to have Dusty Dvorak, uh his little voice clip at the beginning of the podcast. Mm-hmm. That'll yes. be sick. Um, so actually, on to Baylor, I don't know if they've really like been tested much. Uh, the the toughest team they played is Duke, and they had a decent, decent uh, game against your Jayhawks. They... Killed them They revealed Kansas is who we kinda I well, I kinda thought they were, but they're at least who they are now. Like they're a tough team. Yeah.
1: So Kansas, I said will win their two. And I've moved on from Kansas. I'm back on the Baylor train. Baylor's gonna start covering as much as they can. But this presents a very interesting point with this Baylor and OU, because OU's coming into this game on kind of a down Ooh. But it's very, very helpful that we play this game at home. That's probably my biggest thing. Definitely. I, I wouldn't be I would be nervous, but I would not feel good if we were going on the road after this. Because we kind of need a pick-me-up. And I think Lincoln's going to be good enough to get a pick-me-up. But Baylor's got some talent. And I understand there's a lot of people who know it and think that they're at the bottom of the Big 12. And they might end up being the bottom of the Big 12. But they've got some weapons. Uh, Chris Mims, a.k.a. Denzel Mims. He hasn't been as stellar as I thought he would be this season. Uh, He was their main target last year. Only two catches last week. Yeah, and it's – that's – I mean, he's still a threat, so still remember that name come Saturday. But I think the player to watch has to be the wide receiver on the other
0: side, Jalen Hurd. Oh, definitely. And if the name sounds familiar, uh, it should. Um, He was a major player in the 2015 game in Neyland Stadium when we played Tennessee. He's a pretty big, pretty big transfer for ba- get for Baylor. Huge, Huge. especially for a sec-, sec. Oh god, I can't talk. Especially for a program
1: that, with their reputation, and it's still their whole reputation right now. People are starting to forget about it, but it's still there. Yeah, and so there's not a lot of guys that are five stars that were in high school that are going to transfer to Baylor.
0: Yeah, and, and that's that's true. And to be fair. Uh, If there was ever a program to transfer from into Baylor, it would be Tennessee. Yeah, (laughs) just a a nice little uh, dumpster fire exchange there. But uh, I think the big thing you got to watch for is how OU defends big receivers. Yes, because that is that that's that was our chief chief issue against Iowa State. Um, It was our chief issue against Baylor last year. Uh huh. Um, And I, I I think I think if you're if you're an OU fan, you got to be a little bit worried. Well, most definitely, and especially from the Iowa State game,
1: we're kind of a little scarred from that. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurd, six four, so Akeem Butler six six. Uh, we don't really have big corners like we were talking about, but I mean, two inches is pretty big, big thing. I mean, you're you're talking between like five ten and six footer. There's a big difference there. Yeah. I mean, you all OU fans have heard about what would difference would it make if ba- Baker Mayfield would have been six two instead of six foot. Um. Yeah, all this bull crap Colin Howard would have been saying about him, it wouldn't be as much because he'd have that extra two inches. Two inches means a lot, and it means even more, I think, at the wide receiver position. So 6'4 is big, but it's not like... I still think Jalen Hurts got the athleticism to catch the ball over Parnell Motley and everything, but
0: he... I don't think it will be as bad as what we saw at Iowa State. Yeah, and, and hopefully they, you know, it's improved. Really, more than anything, I'm just... I, I get really worried again about the pre OU Texas game. Oh uh, um, yeah, I it, we we lost to Iowa State, lost to uh, at TCU a couple years ago. Uh-huh. Pre OU Texas, it just it's spooky. It, it gives me it gives me the just just a weird vibe, and especially if you look at a uh, OU puts out like a graphic, you know, like a you know this is game week. We're about to get, like we started the game week uh, graphic, and every game like. They're just wearing the uh, uniform that they're going to wear that that week. They're wearing the Rough Riders. Oh, uh, and then it's a it's a photo of Marquise Brown in the Rough Rider uniforms. Oh no, same uniforms we wore against Iowa State right before. Why? Why? It's not confirmed yet. It might be confirmed by the time this comes out. I just have a weird feeling they're going to do it. Okay, I'm starting. My
1: optimism is going down the drain. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Uh, but like I was saying earlier, I think we match up decently versus them. Brewers, their quarterback had a good game last week. But yes, it was versus Kansas. They covered the spread. You got to be happy with that. Uh, especially, I mean, you can make jokes about it, but Kansas was kind of looking pretty hot. They so. didn't look bad against Baylor either. Yeah, and they kept. it. I mean, they only let them score was it twenty three seven? It was it was it was a respectable yeah, score. And so, I mean, that's not bad. Um, I think Brewer. He, he's he got potential to do good, but if we get some schemes and we get some pass rush on him, I think that's really what we are. That's my biggest point for defense. I think we need to have more unique pass rush now that we're done with the triple option. Yeah. Kind of see it a little bit different than your contained defense.
0: Um, and we'll really see if Mike Stoops is doing his work. Yeah. This is, this is where you make your money, and I think a big part of that definitely has to do with coaching. Uh, I watched some of the some of the army game today. Lincoln Riley was furious. Absolutely. I've never seen him yell at yell at his players like that. He said out Austin Kendall because he was too busy just yeah. yelling out everyone else. i and that's completely fair. I, it is completely fair. I just, I, I don't know. I just have a feeling that this is going to be a week that OU comes up fired up. It, it, it's, it's this is this is going to be a big test of their heart. Yeah. Um, I think this is a huge test of their heart and. Let's hope they come out firing. Yeah. I think they will. In one point about the the game before Texas week,
1: this is kind of a unique experience because we're kind of in a low right now. Usually we're in a high coming into this game, and then we get stunned. Mm-hmm. We got stunned already. So that's I, to be completely fair. That if you're really, really wanting to be an optimistic silver lining person, let thank God we didn't do it in the week where we're all eyes on Texas. Now we're really saying that we need to work week to week. And be more smart, and not look forward to these games, and be tuned in every single week. Exactly. So, so if this that
0: was a wake up call versus Army. Yeah, and a big thing, Lincoln. One of the things Lincoln Riley said in his press conference today was he uh, he said that the guys are just excited to get back into Big Twelve conference play regularly. And honestly, a- I AKA think that's gonna I'm help. tired of the triple option. Let's get some real yeah. differences. We're real tired offenses. of we're tired of playing these scrub teams.
1: Let's get into it. So so that's good. A uh, quick little note just on recruiting for this weekend. Uh, a couple of visitors to keep your eye on about news. There's, uh, we have open positions at the safety and tackle. Those are our two biggest positions we want to fill in this 2019 recruiting class. This a kid named Jordan Battle out of St. Thomas Aquinas. If that high school was recognized to you, that is the same place Jaden Davis, OU commit, four-star cornerback. Uh, is, so that is Jaden Davis and Jordan Battle are friends with each other. Jordan Battle was in Jaden Davis' commitment video. And Jordan Battle is the number four safety in this 2019 class. And like, this would be a huge get. Texas just got a big time get at safety today. Um, and the safety class is really, really full. So yeah. we need to flip somebody if we want to get a star. We have Jamal Morris, who's a low, low end four star. And he's been doing decent this season, but we need another safety. We need – because Dax Hill just committed to Michigan. Yeah, Uh, it's a huge position. We spent a lot of time on trying to get him. We spent a lot of time trying to get Chris Steele, and we didn't get either of those two. And it's not looking like we're going to get them to flip. Uh, We're. We really are kind of doing these last-ditch efforts with trying to get someone. But with last year, we kind of did a last-ditch effort at a position we need with Michael Thompson, and it worked. Yeah. And we got him over. We thought for sure he was going to go to Missouri, and we ended up getting him. So look for Jordan Battles. Hopefully you can flip him to Ohio State. Number four safety in the nation. That would be really, really big. And then with tackle, we've also done this thing where we're trying to get all these guys, and we just can't get one. Biggest name, Jonah Tuanoa or whatever. He committed to Oregon. We thought we were going to get him. All the Crystal Balls thought we were going to get him, and then all of a sudden he gets, goes to Oregon. So uh, we got a JUCO guy named Finley Felix coming in. He doesn't have really any other good honor, offers uh, except to us. He doesn't even have a star ranking on any of the websites. There's no not really too much known about him, but he's some six foot six monster. And we're at the point where we need a tackle, and none of our tackle guys that we've been recruiting want to come here. So this is kind of like it's either this guy or nothing. But uh, he, I mean, he's probably one of those raw guys. I mean, it's kind of similar to the talent level. That David Swabby kid we got in the 2018 class, he's 6'9". Jeez. He's just an absolute monster. So those are our two big uh, visitors that I've heard so far that are coming this weekend. But uh, I think there will be, and for last week with the recruiting, there was news with Baker Mayfield giving the speech. A lot of people like that and everything. Yeah. But nothing to where we think we're going to be getting any eyes anytime soon. I don't foresee anybody being close to putting eyeballs out. I thought that Peyton Powell would, uh, Sterling Shepard's cousin, but he still hasn't scheduled a visit
0: after he canceled the FAU. Yeah, I think that's... I think I think the Powell kid is probably the guy we're closest to snagging. Yes, definitely. And he and we recruiting him for
1: safety. But it shows you something that we're... Jordan Battle's coming for his official this weekend, and we're going at him hard. Yeah, he's a better for than Peyton Powell, but we kind of we shifted cuz Peyton Powell's kind of taken this weird break away from us right now. Not and, and and this is this is the part of the thing where we're reading in between the lines here. We we don't know. Peyton Powell could have like a great relationship and they've just been talking over the phone and FaceTime and everything, but him not coming to Norman and him not scheduling something yet has
0: been kind of odd. Yeah, it is weird. And really all all we know is just like just eyeballs from Twitter just trying to yeah. see what we can find here and there and just sift through it all but.
1: but that that's that's the thing um for recruiting. Yep. Nothing nothing too much, but
0: those are just a couple of names to take a look at. Let's move on to picks. Weekly reminder, don't tweet at the Cruits. Uh, oh please God. Don't tweet at Cruits. Yeah. Um yeah, let's move on to picks. It's actually a pretty good week. This really. is a
1: really dang good week in football. Last week was kinda of boring. There There's some good games, but yeah. We're gonna work bomb up. Okay. Okay, go for it.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, no, there there were some really good games last week. I uh, what, what, which, which game really stood out to you? Oh,
1: man, the Stanford game was awesome because you guys know I picked Stanford to go to my playoffs. It's kind of a dark horse. My sta- my playoffs isn't going to – it's not going to happen exactly how I want, but I'm kind of hanging my hat on if Stanford gets in there. I feel kind of smart because I picked them because they're kind of a dark horse team. Yeah, and I And they feel... pulled off – okay, Oregon choked – to Stanford. That is a choke whenever you fumble the ball when you're running out the clock and it's almost statistically impossible to win. That is the definition. It of shouldn't a choke. take an Ivy League degree
0: to figure that and,
1: one out. And 99% turning to 0%. That's a massive joke. That's a, that's a defeat. Can you explain something more than a choke to me than that? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much a choke. That's I, a choke. Choke is whenever you're up high on your hill and you fall all the way down. I I I I rest my case on that. But Stanford, I wasn't happy about how they played. They play. They started off really really slow, but they fought back. Gritty. Bryce Love still hobbled with an ankle injury. Didn't look up to form. KJ Costello looked very adri- average. But
0: I really like Stanford. Uh, what what game stood out to you? Um, I I really kind of think it was probably that Stanford game. I, um, I, Texas. Yeah, Texas. Texas. Too. I, I don't know. I just makes th- more
1: question marks on what to do every single week. I'm picking
0: Texas. A- exactly. That just. I'm just not gonna really worry about it and just pick against them for fun. But anyways. I, see the problem is they play K State. we will get to it. They play K State, and I know. Oh yeah, let's let's dive in. I'm hyped. This okay. is good. Week five is it's gonna be good. All right, so we're starting off with a big one. Ohio State at Penn State. So number. Uh, all right, what, what's Ohio State now? Four. Yeah, yeah, and um, pretty much. Yeah, number four, Ohio State at uh, going to Happy Valley. It's a whiteout, so <laughs> Happy- I don't know. What do you think about? Do, do you like this McSorley kid? They dude, kind of struggled against Illinois. Dude, Penn State has not done anything good this year.
1: Like they have came out. So if you are upset about what OU has done versus Iowa State and versus Army, go go look what Penn State did. They had more hype with Trace McSorley coming back in, and every single one of their games has been a downfall for them. The first week, they almost lost to Appalachian State, and yeah. it's just been it's just been like that for the rest of the year. And now, yeah, I understand they're doing okay, they're getting by, but whenever you come play Ohio State, Ohio State's a four point favorite. I think Ohio State's going to run all over them. Yeah, I I think Ohio State by like
0: twenty one. Yeah, right. I can see that. I I think I think there's always a. Big wake up call game. Whenever you are a team that keeps skating by, uh, I mean, shoot, uh, Penn State needed needed just an obvious like they, their guy stepped out of bounds, didn't even call it, and then boom, game over because they just got a spark. They they just they've been getting these like bounces. It's it's. I'm not big on Penn State. I think they also pro. I I you know, I, I think weird things happen in Happy Valley. Don't get me wrong. But I think this Ohio State team is just too good, too tested. I think they win. Definitely cover. Probably, I, I think it might be closer than than what you think, but I think Ohio State's going to keep it close, I, even without uh, uh, Nick Bosa.
1: I'm just a big fan of Ohio State's quarterback, was a Haskins? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think he's really talented. He's showing out every single week, and even if Penn State had normal hype, I still think I'd go Ohio State but i understand penn state's been putting up 63 and 50 points and but it's they haven't it's, it the the feel in happy valley is they're not content with their football team thus far
0: yeah and they shouldn't be so that, that, that's good that they're not delusional mm-hmm. um next one i feel like stanford has been playing a big game every week this i season. know they've got they had a what hard a schedule season. i know right um they're traveling to south bend uh a, uh, Notre Dame's a five point favorite, right? Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, so they're they're traveling to South Bend, top ten matchup. I don't know. I um I kind of think Notre Dame I am still out on Notre Dame. I still think they're frauds. They beat another fraud in Michigan. Um Stanford, they they squeaked by. Yeah, they, they scared me there a bit. I, I thought they I thought they were gonna pull it off against um, I really did think they were gonna pull it off against Oregon, and thank God they did. But they're, they're going to have to bring, bring their game hard against Notre Dame here. Um, I go stand, I'm going to go Stanford. I'm going to stick with the Cardinal.
1: Yeah, I've got to roll with them because that's my playoff team, so I'm just going to keep it there. The thing with Notre Dame is they are playing two quarterbacks last week. It was kind of ugly. They beat Wake Forest. Some people thought they were on upset alert because the two weeks before that, they had beat Vanderbilt by only five, and they beat Ball State by eight. So they, Ball I mean, State. yeah, so that's like they weren't really feeling that good, but like Notre Dame played two quarterbacks, and even though they that they played that book kid the most, what it says they had reports that they weren't sure what they're going to go with. Yeah, I, especially when you're about to play a team like Stanford and you're not very sure on your quarterback situation, I, I think that's a very very bad sign. I think Stanford giving see they're plus five. I feel good about that. I can. I, they could lose by three and still get it, but I, st- I think Stanford by a field goal. Yeah,
0: you know what they say: if you don't have, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Yeah, yes, it's true. Yeah. Um, so next up, we have uh, this is a, this is an interesting line: I, uh, Iowa State at TCU. TCU is only favored by ten and a half. I don't really. I think that's ridiculous. With TCU last week, it makes us very timid
1: because a lot of people were high on picking TCU to win that game, and I knew a lot of people, a lot of my friends, put money down on TCU and lost. I their life. I did. There's there's a lot of people that are upset with TCU losing to Texas, and and the hard thing is just what you take home from that is you really just can't play or bet against Texas because Texas is just so like random that it's just like there's no really good way to predict it. You just gotta gotta get lucky, and even though sports betting like I think it's some vast majority lose in the big picture. Uh, If you always want to feel like you're in control and you don't feel like you're in control with Texas, TCU minus 10.5, I got to roll with TCU here. Uh, I don't think Iowa State was as good as all a lot of OU fans are going to think they are. I think that that was just they came out with fire because they come out fire versus OU every single year. And you got to remember, TCU is playing revenge here.
0: Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. It is a revenge angle for them. Um, I think you, I kind of, I agree. I think you saw a huge regression to the meme with Iowa State last week. I know it's been a really, really, uh, really emotional week in Ames with um, uh, that golfer passing away. Yeah. That's just awful. But honestly, uh, struggling with Akron, I know. I know what is, is it Terry Bowden coaching them? I think I think Terry Bowden somehow ended up over there. But I, I know they got, they got a good coach. I know they're not an awful MAC team. But the way they struggled with them, I don't. I'm not really that. I'm not really that confident in this Iowa State team. I think I think the frogs get it done in Fort Worth. I think they cover. But I I think we're going to learn a lot about Iowa State. We're going to learn a lot about TCU. This is a huge bounce back for them. Yeah. They if. I, I, don't, I don't put uh, must-win uh, tags on Week 5 games. This is a must-win for TCU. I completely agree, especially for their fans after losing to Texas. They need to get the ball rolling again. Yeah. Well, here it is. Um, it's the Poison Pill Bowl for Jameson. God bless. The, the, the two teams that bite you in the ass more than anything. Texas at K-State. My motto for the rest of the year is I'm
1: just going to bet against the cover for Texas and K-State. And I said, okay, I'm going to do that this week. And I look, and here they go. They're playing each other. And I'm like, whoa, well, oh, goody. So I have to pick between the two. K-State, to be honest, is frustrating me more now because, at least with Texas, they're doing good. And now we're going to actually have a decently competitive Red River rivalry. Yeah. So that makes me feel happy. But with K-State, they're just being so dud that I just – I. I can't pick with them anymore. I thought West Virginia would come out slow. They did, but K-State couldn't do anything on offense in that first half. It was They were given plenty of opportunities. I think there was two turnovers by West Virginia right at the beginning of the game. Yeah. K-State could have easily just bolstered in for a 14-0 lead or something like that, but they just kept just, eh, three and out, three and out, punt. And whenever you three and out all the time, a team with a good quarterback's obviously going to do well. Uh, I think... I gotta fade K State
0: now and just go Texas. Yeah, I I get it. K State has bit you many times. However, since since the uh, the Big Twelve was formed, Kansas State is one of the strongest teams against Texas. They've they've I feel like they constantly bite them. Uh, they bit them in two thousand six with, with with Colt McCoy. Um, I'm trying to find the record here. Let's see. I think they're one, two, three. I'm pretty sure they they have like Snyder Bill Snyder has like a seven and four record against Texas. That is a wild number for this tiny team in Manhattan. I look. I think Kansas State has it, your weird like uh, obsession with keeping them, despite the fact that they were my underdog. It, I, it's 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 unfortunate. I think this is a time i got to pick K-State to cover. And that's and that's fine. Is that, is that is that foolish on my end? It probably is. See, I was never picking
1: K-State because of K-State. I was always just picking it because of their opponent. And I just think they could just be able to hang. I never picked them to win. I just thought they'd be able to hang around because they're decent enough. It was
0: always a line that was just a little too big.
1: Yeah, and I hate picking K-State lines. I'm done with it. I don't but, blame you. But, uh... Whatever, just go with Texas. Hope for the best. I'm, just Accept I'm, the L's. I'm in last place right now.
0: I'm gonna go. You're not far. I'm gonna go K State and take, probably take the L here. But it, I, I don't know. Okay. I just I think I think it would be the most Texas thing in the world for them to lose here. Now you picking this makes me want to change back to K State. Well, but. no, no, do not do it. I'm trying to help. <laughs> I'm trying to show support <laughs> by by being like, all right, I'll take the loss for Kansas State. No, or, 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 no, K-State's going to show up now. Jeremy said it's okay to admit that you have a problem. We, <laughs> I, I I too have struggled with Wildcats. <laughs> I
1: I am done here. I whatever. I <laughs> really don't care if I take 1L every single week and it being Texas or K-State, that's
0: fine. That little old turtle dude, uh, old turtle man looking uh, Bill <laughs> oh, Snyder no, old here. Turtle Just, man. Dude, it's ugh. anyways, that's enough K-State talk. Uh, this is a this is a surprising one. West for, uh West Virginia at Number 25, Texas Tech. Uh, they're they're favored by uh, four in Lubbock. Um, do you think the Red Raiders are any, any good? No, 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 no. I don't no. know. That I, new quarterback, I like the Bowman kid.
1: I mean, yeah, he threw two interceptions last week, and their run game was awesome. That's really what was good for Texas Tech last week. They just pounded on the yards. But... <sighs> I don't know what happened because, I mean, it was the same time as the U game, and I watched some highlights, but it looked like Corn Dog just did Corndog things and uh, really just didn't show out for OSU. And OSU's defense, that was all hyped up and played very well versus Boise State, did absolutely nothing versus a very – okay, I will, I will give it to Texas Tech. They've got a very good offense. But I'm not buying in on – if I could uh, sell on stock, I'd sell Texas Tech stock right now. Yeah. I'd, I don't think that there are – going to be all that they're hyped up to be i think west virginia now that they've got another game under their belt and that they're back on their roll um i think that they will cover easily I, i've got them i think texas Tech is going to put up some points but i say what about 34 24 west virginia this game
0: yeah I, I think texas tech has improved i think they're probably better than we thought they were after Ole Miss. but i think i think this this uh this uh, plus four line—that's just an overcorrection. West Virginia is a very good team. They showed that last week. They've shown that every chance they've had a chance to play. Um, Texas. This is just every every couple years. Texas Tech crawls out of their little dusty hole in Lubbock and uh, shows up in the top twenty-five, and then they immediately get beat down because that's just kind of how the Big Twelve like treats number twenty-five teams. You're in one week, out the next for. Um, and then OSU comes in or something and then you're out again and then there's uh Kansas State or someone it, it's it, it's it's a vicious cycle and chaos chaos is a ladder unfortunately I think Texas Tech slides down it this week uh West Virginia covers easy I agree with you
1: on that one for OSU KU OSU is favored uh by 17 and a half in this one going into Lawrence uh are you thinking that OSU is going to fall deep after they lose to Texas Tech, or do you think they'll come back to what they were showing whenever they beat Boise State?
0: Well, I, they, this is the biggest problem of a lot of the Big 12 right now. is we still It's week five, and we still don't know who the hell these teams are. I, I, I was all in on OSU after being all out on them pretty much all season, and then they go and lay a massive, massive egg against Tech, got shut out in the second half, and... Um, this te- this is a team that has no idea what the hell it is, OSU. Um, I they're in cri- I, they're they're one step away from crisis. Uh, one of their best receivers just just flat out quit. Um, on Monday, uh, I'm trying to remember his name. McCloskey, yeah, Jalen McCluskey just quit. Just 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 bye. I'm heading out. So I I I don't know. I I they don't lose to Kansas. Now that that would be the, the put the general push they need for this program to kinda tumble apart. They're not gonna lose Kansas. This cover though, is tricky. Um I gotta I gotta go OSU though. I just don't I don't think I think Kansas is good. Uh I just I I, I think OSU bounces back, probably wins by eighteen, twenty one, something like yeah, that. Yeah. I can definitely see OSU
1: winning by seventeen. I had a lot of trouble with this one, but then I started thinking about it, and we saw McCluskey leave today, and he just quit on it, and I was like, hmm, I feel like I just saw a storyline in sports where a guy just quit. The Bills, in the middle of the Chargers game, Vontae Davis just quit and retired in the Mm -hmm. middle of halftime and walked out, and then the next week after that, the Bills came out fiery and destroyed the Vikings. That's true. That's true. That is so true. that is the only thing, and the only reason I'm picking o s u minus seventeen and a half here because I just feel like that if I start making random claims and stop using my knowledge with picks, I do better like I did with Kansas so uh and also, like I said, um I am off the Kansas train, I sold all my stocks whenever they were high, and they beat Rutgers, and I thought that was a good idea and uh I think this is their downward spiral, and I think it's time for them to start getting blown out in Big Twelve play. They've already got Baylor done, so let's go to OSU and OSU. I say wins by about twenty-four. Let's yeah. go twenty-four.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Just just taking a step back and in, back into their home, seeing uh, basketball season. We actually missed uh, one of our non-conference games, and this is this is a surprisingly high line. Uh, the mighty Badger killer. Uh, BYU is out for another uh, out trying to get another victim going up to Seattle going to play Washington the Huskies are favored by 17 and a half I think that's absurd Washington has shown nothing but uh, to be to be nothing but disappointing Uh, ever since their close game in the Peach Bowl they've just just narrowly edged by teams that they should be beating significantly more Uh, once again last week I I, Herman the boys cut it close um, this comes a week after, uh, barely beating Utah State. Or no, Utah. Just normal Utah. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. I think this BYU team, it, they're scrappy enough to keep it close. I don't think they'll win, but I think they cover.
1: Yeah, I originally had Washington covering this, but I hate 17 and a half point lines. I just started thinking about it more and more. Ah, uh, give me BYU losing by 17. Uh, actually, you no, know No. Never ever go against your first... Gut. I've got to go with my gut here. i got to pick Washington. I just changed my answer.
0: Damn, we're but- so close to writing this whole thing out together. <laughs> no,
1: I, I've got... I, part, half of this is telling me I want to pick Washington because I just need to go with your gut and everything, and I'm going to hate myself, but I've already crisscrossed, so now I'm screwed either way. That's, that's true.
0: You are, you are but, pretty screwed here. But
1: so I already wrote it down with Washington. So I, I don't want to change it. I don't want to unbold their name. Screw it. Go Washington
0: 17. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Hey, bolding. I I, I wouldn't want to unbold either. All right, here we go. OU uh, Baylor Bears coming to Norman. It's a 23 and a half point uh, point spread. We've been pretty off on OU except for except for Army. We we, we called that one. We sniffed it out. Do we see another? Uh, do we see another? Ou failure to cover here. Uh, I'm kind of thinking we might we're going to fail here.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm four very, straight weeks. This, there's the lines this week that I didn't really have a lot 30. where uh, I felt really kind of confident, you know, and just I felt pretty good about the Ohio State game. But other than that, I felt really, really, and West Virginia, I felt pretty good. But I felt really, really, like kind of up in the air on all these lines. 23-and-a-half, whenever I see that line, I kind of it's kind of Vegas saying, hey, come on, bet on OU, bet on OU, so they can get to that even 24. Yeah. And since we got it in on this 23-and-a-half point line, uh, I feel like I kind of want to go on OU. Um, and part of that reason is I want to cheer on us to bounce back this game. I don't want to go into the game as a pessimistic fan and say, like, oh, okay, well, if we do bad, oh, well, I'm still winning my cover for Baylor. Everything. Um, I'm two and two on my OU picks. Uh, we got UCLA and Army, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I understand we haven't been doing very well as OU at covering. Um, <laughs> we're not doing the best at that. Not great. Not um, great. But I think it's time. Um, I just we need to get the Gooners feeling more optimistic, and especially going into Texas the following weekend. I don't even want to hear all that stuff. So I'm going to be optimistic in this one. I think OU gets it, wins by 24 to 31 range, and uh, covers and makes everyone feel just a wee bit better.
0: I sure would like that, I tell you. But, however, I, I don't know. I think OU, I think this is going to be an anomaly where we cover in spirit and heart, and then Baylor gets a couple BS little touchdowns here and there and just narrows that gap. I think 23-and-a-half is... I think that's a good line. I think it's a realistic line if, if the clock stopped when the game really ended. I just, I just see Baylor's offense being just good enough to eke out like a touchdown or a field goal to just ruin this cover, and probably by day. However, I gotta go Baylor here. I think it's gonna be close. I think it's gonna be a close cover. It's not gonna be a close game. I think OU's. I think OU's defense is perfectly set up for this team. I think. I think they'll be ready. I think they'll have a have a fire under their ass after what um, what happened last week. And yeah, I I got the soon. I I got the soon winning Baylor covering. Well,
1: that's good. I started to realize that uh, we got three games that are different, so I can win all those three and start climbing back up the ladder. That's true. I for- <laughs> I, I need to make some different picks, and I know it's really early in the season but I'm not proud of the way I've been performing. I understand I was 5 and 3 last week, but I thought last week was a really easy one and I mispicked some while y'all went 7 and 1 and 6 and 2. Yeah. So, hopefully I get some that work out well. And I just realized this. Blake has the
0: Opportunity of listening to this beforehand, then make. Oh my easy. gosh! Well, last week you accidentally sent your picks to him, and he was like, "Oh, I gotta see him out here plotting." Like, oh! gonna be out here trying to break dirty Jaime. I didn't. we need to set a deadline on Blake on his picks
1: because if he gets the lead, he could strategically go and go. Oh, I'm just gonna do all these the same.
0: And well, yeah, mm-hmm. and his pick strategy is usually like, "Oh, it's a bad, it's a good week for ducks," and it just. I really, I really sent some that tweets, one,
1: Blake. Oh yeah,
0: no, I love, I love Blake commentary, and it, it, it frustrates me how his commentary usually has nothing to do about football, and then ends up being probably really right. I love his commentary, though. It's great.
1: Yeah, but we're, I just sniffed onto it. Do you, Blake? I've seen your secrets. You can read our stuff and listen to our stuff beforehand. We're going
0: to have to implement some rule. Yeah, it, the, the match rule if you will. Oh. Okay. That was, that that, was really and bad. this was a nice episode, that, Bobby. That, and that that was pretty bad. <laughs> that was pretty bad. But yeah, no. Um, thank you so much for listening again. Um, this uh, next episode will be a sixty dollar pay per view so please do pay. Uh, just kidding. Um, but we are excited for OU Texas week. We're not looking ahead. I mean I guess we can, it doesn't matter. But yeah we're looking ahead to OU Texas week. Um, I mean, to be honest, I really wasn't
1: yeah, I completely i mean you you had to kind of look at the date and go, oh crap like oh, i when do
0: you pick up tickets do you know uh it's coming up soon well it it moved up a week, yeah, but yeah no we're we're excited for it, so keep keep uh subscribing, keep liking i rating all that stuff we really appreciate it we really appreciate all the feedback um just just keep keep following along the season is a is a quarter of the way over. Oh god! Yeah, it's at the end of the first quarter. We're four and up. So good. Be optimistic, sir. Exactly. Be optimistic. Take a deep breath. We're undefeated. There's no nothing in the lost column. Look at look at some trees or some flowers. Have a good time. But thank you so much as always. Um, if you like our work, feel free to donate to the Patreon. Uh, link is in the bi- or in the uh, description. So thank you so much. Um, Yeah, see you next week. Boomer Sooner.